everybody, and welcome back to Helicator, Eight of Shield Podcast. This is your weekly podcast for Eight of Shield, the hit show on ABC that's coming back on Tuesday nights. Night is a night, eight seven central, starting on September twenty third, and this is also the podcast that will cover Marvel's Agent Carter, starring Haley Owl, who's going to reprise the role of Agent Peggy Carter from the Captain America franchise. And that show is going to start in January when Shield is on a hiatus in twenty fifteen. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is also your podcast for other Marvel entertainment stuff. So. Th- there's that, and uh, I'm your one of your co-hosts, and we're back. And with me is the delightful and amazing Nick Amy. Hello. Hello. How you doing, love? I am well. How are you? I'm doing great. It feels like it was just yesterday when we did when we did our pre Comic Con episode, but uh, it's actually been about four or five weeks uh, because we've been <laughs> we've been a bit busy. I got swamped once I got back from Comic Con. And, um, Nikki, I know you've been busy too. Dan hasn't been feeling well, so, you know, hopefully we will have him um, back in a few weeks or so uh, when we can do our Guardians of the Galaxy episode. We will do some minor discussion, but, you know, we don't want to do an episode without him about Guardians exactly. of the Galaxy, so we're going to save it till he gets back. Uh, but today we're going to do our post-Comic-Con 2014 episode, where we're going to talk about all the things that they announced at Comic-Con for Age of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, and maybe even some Marvel stuff for the movies, too. So, Nikki, uh, where do you think we should start? I think we should start with some... What happened at Comic-Con? I wasn't there, but you were. I was there, yeah. <laughs> I, I was missing you, but I did get to meet your lovely friend, Leah, who was a delight to to hang out with you know for the for the five minutes I got to hang out with because we we only saw each other one time I think uh, she she provided me with supplies stuff that Nikki sent to me because guys I had to kind of, my living arrangement was a bit difficult I'm not gonna go into details but you may have a clue what happened and <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of it um, but you know it it was fun too you know what I can say I slept outside Hall Age. Uh, or I, I slept. I, I slept outside the ballroom twenty line every night because I couldn't ho- afford a hotel. But you know what? That was fine because you know what I got through that. I got to meet some lovely people that are now good friends. You know, they even treated me up for some food. And yeah, and you know, don't worry. You know, when it came came to the shower thing and so, on, I would just go to friends and just shower quickly before I did my adventures. But um, but let's you know I think we should start with recapping the panels from the Marvel television panels. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not I had a lot of sugar today, guys, and I I know it's becoming an excuse. But you know what? It, this is our podcast, and on our podcast we get to use excuses like we had a lot of sugar today, so just deal with it. Um, let's start with in order, be- and uh, how, you know how the panels came in order. So let's start with Agent Carter. Because that was the first panel that started out. Uh, I was surprised because on the program, it's from what I'd seen, it said first Age of Shield and then Agent Carter, but they sw- decided to switch. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, you better get into to your uh, accent, so because we're gonna talk Agent Carter now. Okay, I I will do my best to uh, find the correct British accent. Yes, good. To discuss good. Agent Peggy Carter and her television series. Okay, so a quick recap of that panel, because that was for like only 12 or 20 minutes. Uh, what they did was that they, 
They came, all, all of them came out of out of this, you know, on stage. Uh, we had executive producer Tyra Butters and Michelle Fasicas, who runs the ABC show Resurrection. We had uh, executive producer and writers Christopher Marcus and Steve McFeely and uh, Luis De Esposito, who also directed the pilot. Uh, mm-hmm. And we also had the, the delightful Haley Atwell. Yay! And, yay! And we also had Jeff Lowe wearing a Hyder shirt. <laughs> I that was like the biggest what WTF moment of of the Marvel TV panel. Like, I was like, what? Like what? He has. He always has to be different. Yeah, oh. but you know he's funny. He's so funny. And he came out. They came out and they showed us. Um, you know, they were talking a little bit about the show. And they were talking about Haley was talking about you know reprising the role. She said that she was locked into a room and couldn't leave till she had finished just reading the script. She's only read the pilot script so far. And uh, uh, Tara and Michelle, they talked about getting to do two shows now at the same time. Um, and also, their show is also a mini show. You know, they have 8 to 13 episodes from what, from what I've heard. And now they're doing Agent Carter. And they, they're like, as soon as they got the offer, like they said, they jumped up. They jumped on that opportunity to do it. Uh, I would too. I mean, I love that it's being run. The sh- it's being written and run by two women, because we don't really see that a lot in Marvel or in any comic book fr- uh, franchise or TV show. And I mean, what a perfect opportunity to bring a really strong and empowered um, representative of uh, women in comics, like Agent Peggy Carter to television with people with these two amazing writers and producers um giving her all the best they have yes and uh we did get to see they they, they hadn't started shooting anything yet so it was kind of hard to show us a pilot or even a trailer for the show but they had put something special for us to for, they had put something together just for us and a teaser trailer aired and it was a voiceover by Peggy, and we had seen, we saw some footage from the previous films, and uh, there were flashes of newspaper articles and uh, documents and so on. And some of the articles in the newspaper headlines had this, and I'm, I'm using this recap from Clyde.com, and this is a minor spoiler, so if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead 10 seconds from now. Stark Industries, under investigation, and Howard Stark traitor so it looks like that Dominic Cooper's character Howard Stark had some problems back in the 40s well geez that 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 kind of I'm I'm stunned by that actually I'm like oh are you being I'm sarcastic ex- or did you not no know I did not know that I'm like you didn't tell me that I'm I'm excited actually by this because it brings some some more tension and hopefully brings me some Dominic Cooper on television that I don't uh, have to we, watch on BBC. Well, we, we will probably get to see him. You know, they, they, were, they, were, they were coy with being like, huh, you know, we don't know that. You know, that would be fun to see Dominic Cooper on the show. So I have to say that Jeff Loeb is, is not a good liar. Because he's always, no, he's not. because he's like, oh, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be cool? And so like he was all the all of them of them that hizzy in hizzy. He, he he's he's not about subtlety. He, yeah. he, he, but I I love him. He's he's a delight. But once again, 
horrible liar. Yeah, but I think he knows it. <laughs> yeah, I... he knows. He knows. He's, he's so in tune with the fans. I think he comes from the comics world. He comes from the comics world. He's written many comics, and I think he knows what the fans want, and he knows we want Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark because but, yeah, like, he set he... the bar. But he he is the CEO or like you know the damn the president of Marvel Television. So like, why the hell can he be like you know? Let's announce some stuff here at San Diego Comic Con. Well, it's driving me insane, y'all. Maybe they don't have him locked down. Maybe they're not sure how many episodes, and they don't want to like episodes. What is like? He can't be. He can't be that busy. Like, I'd be. Ha- I'd be happy with like one episode where he just kind of sh- where like they find him. Um, but I think the whole Howard Stark being called a traitor is definitely, you know, uh, and something that we're going to see. So that to me, that means we get Howard Stark and if he's played by Dominic, great. I know Dominic would do it. He wants to do it, but I think it's all about timing. He's so busy right now. He's got a lot of movies in, uh, in uh, the pipeline. So some that I will see and some that I won't. Yeah, um, something that I do want to point out that was so great to see at Comic Con for uh, Agent Carter's panel was that the first three questions that came from the fans were all it was done by three Agent Carter cosplayers, and two oh, of awesome. them, and two of them that you saw uh, was actually two of them that I actually got to meet them for like you know a quick second, take a photo of them uh, because they were walking by. I was like, oh my god, Piggy Carter, can I take a photo of you? And like the the thing that is so magical about Comic Con is that. The looks on everyone's face when they when they refer to the character's name, like when I right. when I meet someone that is like, oh, Agent Coulson, and like you know, oh, Captain America or uh, Melinda May. There were a lot of Melinda May cosplayers, y'all. And why do I keep saying you all? I'm not hip, but uh, like it's so, like when they. When Nor I, are you southern. It's a very southern expression. Hey, I live on the Here. east coast, so whatever. But <laughs> it's kind of it's funny that. Um, that you know, it's just so d- beautiful to see how happy they get. You know, when I said, "Hey, Agent Carter, can I take a photo of you?" and she's like, "Of course," and she's like, "All happy." It, it makes me, it makes me warm inside. You know, because to see other comic fans and comic book movie fans, and so it's, it's amazing. Yeah, as a cosplayer, it is. I can tell you, it is like you get the giggles when somebody like if I'm out in my Rose Tyler costume. Oh my God, Rose and the Doctor! Can I get a picture? It's like, oh my gosh, they really think I'm Rose. Or if I'm out as Coulson uh, in my, because I do cosplay Coulson. Uh, oh, Agent Coulson, can I get a picture? I was like, sure. And I hate having my photo taken more than anything in the world, pretty much, except broccoli. And it's, I was like, yeah, go for it. You know, whatever I'm cosplaying, like if I'm in my uniform for the five hundred first. And, oh my gosh, Imperial officers, can we take your photo? I was like, yeah. It it really does give you a boost because you really feel like you're a part of this this world that you're cosplaying in. Yep. So I totally, I totally get it. And I think Peggy Carter, I think we're going to see a lot more Peggy Carter cosplaying. And I've seen some before from the comics, like Peggy Carter from the comics before Captain America came out. And it's, I think it's the cosplay is getting a lot better. Yeah. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. And if, if, by the way, if you guys heard something in the background, that was me opening the window because I just needed some air. Uh, no, but or you're um, pretty yell out the window at something. Hey, everybody! 
Ah, uh, it's it's. I miss doing that. I missed you doing that. I missed you. Why weren't you at Comic Con? That's a different discussion for another day. We know. Yeah. But you one day you will be there and you will meet Clark Craig and you will give him cookie cookies and <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be great. But yeah, other than that, they didn't reveal much from the panel. From what I remember, I they did say that there's gonna be a very familiar Marvel villain for the first season. Uh, and uh, I I I just uh, pull up the quote from the trailer, uh, which is not available online from what I've seen. But I had they had some uh, CBR comic resources. They wrote up the quote, and here is what she said during the trailer in the, in the when she was narrating. The world is changing, and if history has taught us anything, it's that freedom is not free. Sometimes the best thing you can do is start over. Welcome to the SSR. And that is essentially the beginning of S.H.I.E.L.D. SSR is basically the first version of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we will see in a Marvel Cinematic Universe, basically. You know, we will actually, you know, we thought that the version we saw in Iron Man 1, you know, briefly, was, you know, the first version we've ever seen of S.H.I.E.L.D. But we're actually going to go back a step, a, a step backwards and see where it all began. So I think this is a very exciting idea and yeah that was pretty much all you know the panel was really short like Marvel television I like I will get to my ups and downs about it later but let's move over to Marvel's Ages of Shield why did I even do that voice I'm not Batman I don't have throat cancer but um that okay <laughs> I'm not gonna complain too much like, you know I had a lot of fun during that panel um and uh, you know, I, and I think that this this panel was a, a bit more informative than it was last year, aside from showing the pilot. Uh, we got to see. Okay, and this I can already hear Nikki freaking out because this I, when she heard about this news, she freaked the f out. <laughs> we had the funnest conversation on the phone ever. Um, <laughs> so they show us this like they they said we started shooting yesterday, and they gave us you know. Um, shield lineards, um, uh, and I know Nikki, you you really want one, and I know you're working on some for your Agent Coulson army fans, right? They are on, they are on the way. They have yeah. been ordered. So stay tuned. You know, we will make sure to promote it here on Helicure Podcast, and you know, make sure to sh check out um, Nikki's new website, Agent Coulson's Army. dot dot com. Is that correct? That is correct, and thank Ooh, you very much. I, was, I, I did a good job. You, so, you did good. Yeah, so we got this linear, and Coulson, like, you know, he, like, Clark, he was loading up to, you know, he was building up to this big thing. I was like, oh my god, we're about to see season two of Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's like, and here's some unseen mission of season one. I'm like, oh, damn it. Like, seriously, <laughs> like, I, say, I seriously scream, like, oh, damn it. Uh, but we get to see the blooper reel for season one of the Blu-ray That was DVD. awesome. And holy F was I did I pee my pants when Chloe Bennett, Elizabeth Hinstridge, and Mingna went, you know, they said, uh, I think Sky said, I thought we had to have, I thought that required level 8 access uh, to discuss that. And Colson was like, We're not discussing anything. And the ladies go, like, Yes, Charlie! Charlie. And get into the gun pool. I'm like, Holy crap! It's so hilarious! That was so funny that I just lost it when. When they pulled the Charlie's Angels, I thought that was perfect. And anytime Clark goofed, and he has the greatest laugh and smile, so it uh, was just... I, just I just wanted to kiss him. What? Uh, anyway, so <laughs> uh, we got to see that, but we got to see something they put 
put together the day before, I think, with uh, everyone's favorite, Patton Oswalt. And uh, he was basically, you know, it was his cousin, um, Billy, uh, who showed up and he was like, you know, oh, you're all here. Like, he was talking to us and it was, obviously, it was a pre-recorded message and so on. And he, he was explaining what the, what, what it meant to have a linear and so on. And then a third one shows up. Uh, you know, it's like, not the fir- they, were, they weren't three of them at the same time, but, but a third twin showed up. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, da, 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 da. I don't remember what he said. <laughs> uh, and he's, and he just went away, and but 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 before he went away, uh, the twi- okay was it Sam? Is it Sam Koenig? Sam, Sam yeah. Koenig. He says that Bobby called and said that he's <laughs> in. Hold it, Nikki, hold it. And and Billy Cohen said, Bobby Morse, Koenig Mockingbird, and <laughs> I was like, Nick. If Nikki was here, she would have peed her pants. <laughs> because holy crap, the the reaction it got when they said Bobby Moore, I was like, they're are they doing this? Are they finally stepping it up? No offense to Shield, but I'm like, this is the biggest character we've ever had on Shield, on the TV next show. Then it's gonna next to call, well, you know, from the comic books that already established, yeah. you know, years ago and so on. Uh, I was like, are they doing this? Are they doing this? Oh my god, there's gonna be there's gonna be so many questions about Mockingbird and the press jacket after this, and <laughs> so they sh- you know, and he co- you know he continues to explain. He says, you know, you know, we're starting from scratch. We don't have much, but you know, you know, this is you know this is a new beginning and so on. See this fall, and then the music and you know goes on and like, yeah, that was pretty much it. And then you know the Q and A. Yeah, I'm just gonna skip that Q and A because there, <laughs> it, I, I will say there was a stupid Deadpool once again be like, "When will I be on the show?" I'm like, "Oh my effing god, this is the okay." For all you small, for us, for all of us small fans out there, including myself, remember that Batman cosplay that would always show up at the small panel and be like, "When I, when am I gonna be on the show?" And can I have your name ba- uh, name plaque by the way? When you <laughs> which is you're not supposed to ask for. You're not supposed no. to ask for that. Um, no. and, and, like, Deadpool was like, you know, but come on, like, you know, I, you know, just say yes. I'm like, and even the oh. producer no- noticed, noticed that you were, you were the one who asked that question last year, weren't you? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, like, so and I was tired. so close. Now, I could have I could have just walked up and punched me in the face and be like, don't waste our Q&A time. Exactly. Jeez. It's like and, people asking the stupidest questions. I mean, it gets... Because there are people in line who have real things to ask, real information they want, and yes, you're always going to get the person who's like, what's it like to play a superhero? Or like, What superhero uh, could you have? And sorry, we, we, by like, the way, for anyone who's... Is, is Coulson ever going to like not wear a tie? Is or... he going to become the Vision? Are we ever going to see Iron Man on Agents he... of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Is he, is he Katamara? Why do you write strong women? <laughs> that wasn't even a pr- <laughs> That's a question Joss gets. Yeah, all. but he wasn't Joss there. Was, uh, I know, but I, but Jed was there, and I would just be, and Joss says because you keep asking me. Um, I want to be a writer. How do I become a writer in Hollywood? Can, can you, um, those you, are the okay, questions okay. you always get yeah. at panels, and there's people stand, and I know I've been in those lines, and you're like, I have an actual question to ask. 
Yeah, because you know these, you know, like, like you know, there was this one. There was this kid Colson was there, by the way, and he had. I love kid Colson. And he had to destroy with him, and he was like, like he was like Brett Dalton. You know, you got some explaining to do, and like, and he was, and Brett Dalton was wearing the Hyder shirt. I know. I saw that the kid Colson going. How dare you! I was like, I'm sorry, you don't take off Kid Colson. Kid Colson is awesome. And I actually know um his his dad is on Pinterest with me and we we've chatted a few times because I, I, I posted think, pictures I, of Kid Colson. I think he's following uh, wait what is his name? I don't it's Sean, I think. Yeah, he's following the podcast. Sean, if you're listening, your kid is seriously, if I ever become a dad that's the kind of kid I want. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome, Sean, and I've told you that on on Pinterest. He's just absolutely the best cosplayer ever, and Maybe we he have... he puts my Colson cosplay totally to shame. And I'm very pr- I'm just so excited that this kid has become just so popular, and we even should, Clark knows should, it. He should, was at the Paley Center thing too. We should, I think. we should have him on the podcast. That would be awesome. If he... That would be awesome, Sean. If you ever want to have your kid on, you can also be on the podcast. Contact us and we we can set something up. It'll yeah. be fun. Talk some Marvel stuff and so on. Uh, but yeah, and they, but there was a, the thing that was this was kind of adorable at the same time very irritating too because I could see I could know that they were just trying to stall time so that people wouldn't have like there wouldn't be enough questions so on, that people couldn't ask for you know, you know specific things and so on. Um, uh, so they you know, they kept you know dumping on Ward all the time. Be like, how does it feel to be betrayed? And Ian DeKessler he was you know kind of like. I'm so emotional right now. <laughs> like, and like, I can't do a Scottish accent. I'm sorry, guys. Although I, oh wait, I can tell that later. But like, he was like, I was so emotional right now. I, I don't know if I can forgive him. Like, I, I, I can't. Well, I, can't. I, I can't. So, it's... yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, they were talking about you know season one and so on. And uh, holy crap, Mina Wen was hilarious in the blue for real. She's always hilarious. And yet, like, she's like. She's, like, she's so funny, and people don't people don't know that about her. And I've seen her do. Th- and she's just. I've been a fan since Mulan, even, even before Mulan from uh, Joy Luck Club. I think was the first thing I saw her in. And she's just. She's such a wonderful dramatic actress, but people don't really see that the she's part. funny. Yeah, she like she like she's like. Uh, there's uh, there's there's an like, actor who played uh, sm- like Clue from Small, Michael Rosenbaum. He mm-hmm. is like hilarious and so on. But like for seven years, he had to play this. Dark, serious character and so on. I, and like you know, when he got cast, people was like, "Wait, he's gonna play Lex Luthor? Right. He's like a comedian, or whatever." Yet he's like, he brought the best Lex we've ever had on the screen. Like, As he, he, I, I've only watched like one or two episodes, but of Smallville, but I have to agree. I think he's he he was really fantastic. And Leah, who you now know. Is a huge Smallville fan. She calls it Crackville because it's like her need, crack. I think I think as a big thank you for what she did for me at Comic Con. We need to have it on the podcast. I agree. Not Agents of Shield though, because she doesn't watch it. <laughs> I know she's just not. She's she's just not into it. It's let's, not her thing. Let's, let's just say she's too busy. Okay. <laughs> but if you ever want to do Once Upon a Time or Community or Smallville or anything, she's your girl. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of dumping on war. But they did announce, actually, they did announce some very interesting announcements. They announced some very interesting announcements. Okay, let me redo that one. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not going to edit this out. Um, they did announce a couple of cool characters for the show. Uh, so, Nikki, can, you want to kick us off? 
some of the new characters. Well, I know that there's like a couple new people, but I'm just really like just kind of focused on one in particular and my joy at having Mockingbird be a part of this finally because yeah. I am such a huge Mockingbird fan. I've yeah. role played her. I've I absolutely adore her. I want to play her and I've I've sent tweets to Mel- to both Marissa and Jed saying I'm ready for the call. Just call me up if you need a short chubby redhead to play a tall beautiful blonde <laughs> with amazing skills with the bow staff um i'm ready you know you could cgi me thin and all of that and taller um i'm oh my god you have no idea i have been fantasizing about her being on agents of shield since the beginning and i was like how would we do that with the clint thing is she gonna be married to clint is it gonna be a divorce situation or have they not even are we gonna ignore the fact that she and hawkeye were married in the comics altogether. Um, so I'm just so excited because she's such a cool character. She's another really strong and fun female superhero. And she's one of those that I love in that she doesn't have superpowers. She's just really amazing at what she does. She's a kick-ass martial artist. And I'm so, so excited. I just hope they don't put her in that costume from the comics because that's just a little silly looking. Um, but is it an ultimate version of Mockingbird that we may look for some inspiration? It's po- it's possible uh, because I mean she started out she's a Shield agent who um, in the comics when she marries Hawkeye um, they go to the West Coast and form the West Coast Avengers and then <laughs> I eventually love that. I still love that thing. <laughs> and then Coast it's... Avengers East Coast and Avengers then eventually um, if I'm remembering correctly they she goes to Michigan they. Uh, and this form an adventures team in Michigan. Um, but a lot of really bad stuff happens to her, unfortunately. And at one point she and Clint, um, are divorcing and then that goes away because you find out she was being controlled by the scroll. And so it's just, it's, she's a really complex character and I hope they get, they, they do her justice and they based will. on what based, uh, that's what I was going to say, based on what I've seen, these writers and these producers and, they will absolutely bring us the best Bobby that we're ever going to get. And I mean, she's even in Earth Mightiest Heroes, the Avengers animated series sometimes. And she was on, uh, and she's on Avengers Assemble. She's on Avengers Assemble? She's she's been on Avengers Assemble. She's well, not like a regular. That gives, that gives me another because reason she's, to watch the show. Because I, you know, my boyfriend is on that show. Uh, Adrian Pazdar plays Iron Man. Yep, um, I can. Who <laughs> also plays Tabit? Yeah, um, I can confirm exclusively that uh, Adrian Pazdar and our Pazdar and I we are in a deep relationship. No, I I wish. I have yes, to, you. I, you I, have I, to get through Natalie Maines first, and she's she's a tough Dixie chick. Who? So. His wife. He's married. He's married to one of the lead singer of the Dixie Chicks. Oh, itch, please! What the hell? <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, um, so Mockingbird is coming to the show, and we, you know, I think Nikki and I, we've been talking about perhaps doing a Mockingbird episode, uh, you know, before. <gasps> what? what? I, you knew this? What the hell? Oh, I was just excited again. 
Yeah, okay. So we've been planning on perhaps doing a Mockingbird episode, kind of like as a like a character go through, you know, spotlight, you know, uh, because you know there's people that doesn't know who Mockingbird is, and you know, uh, we're working on it. We you know we want to have some good content for you guys released before the show comes out uh, again, uh, when before the show comes back. I mean, so that's you know that's one of the characters, and she has yet to be cast, but I believe me, me. Me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but if if Nikki Amy doesn't get the role, uh, I'm <laughs> sure we will hear who's gonna play Mockingbird before the season begins. I, I think that that's one of those tri triumph cards they want to save. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, but, and I will say this: the marketing for the show has been a lot better now with the casting announcements. So, uh, so let's go through the characters that they announced both at Comic Con and that we have heard afterwards. So. Who did they announce? At, um, you know, because <laughs> this is so funny. Um, you and I, we we did a pre-Comic Con episode, and like I, I'm not kidding you. Literally two minutes before I, I released the episode on Twitter and on iTunes <laughs> and so on, the lovely Natalie Abrams, who worked for TVGuide.com, but who is now moved over to Entertainment Weekly. Huge congrats to you, Natalie. By the way, I'm so proud of you. One of my one of my biggest role models in journalism, and I wish you all the best over at Entertainment Weekly. But she broke the news, something really big, that was like, oh my god, if it had been just one day earlier, we could have like put this in. <laughs> but she broke the news that Lucy Lawless, Aiden and Morgan Prince is coming to the show! Yes. Oh my god! I love Lucy Lawless. Um, I am so excited that she's playing, she's playing an original character. Isabel Hardley is not um, I even checked on Marvel Wikia just to make sure I was remembering it correctly. Um, she's playing. She's going to be just playing a really badass, uh, strong Shield agent who has ties, possibly who has a history with Coulson, as they're both longtime Shield agents. So um, I don't know what kind of ties those are, but she's she's the name. The Isabel Hartley. Isabel Hartley. Is, and she is from the comic books? No. Not that I can find because I was like, I don't know this character. Because I was trying, before they announced her name, you know, a couple days before Comic-Con, um, I was like, who is she going to play? Who is she going to play? I would have cast her probably as, I was like, well, we've already lost Agent Hand, so it's not going to be Agent Hand. Damn you, Ward. Um, <laughs> yeah, damn. So I think creating a, a, a new character for her is really a strong way to go because of the collapse of Shield, and you want people who are not in the mainstream um, because those are the ones you could probably trust the most. Those agents who we haven't met yet because we already know we can't trust who we can't trust. We know that Ward, uh, Ward and Ward. Uh, that Ward. and Ward. And Ward. for some reason, Ward. <laughs> for some reason, I can his name is like not in my head, but he he was in Winter Soldier and he got thrown out of the car. Sitwell, well, thank you. I How can you his... forget about him? Uh, well, I try to forget about anyone who betrays Coulson. Let me just read this quick quote by Marissa Tanjiro and, uh, from the, the Comic Con panel. She's playing a longtime Shield veteran. She's tough. She may have a knife that all, that that is always by her side. Her name is Isabel Harley, and you will be seeing her soon. And we believe that it's a recurring role because you do not cast Cena the Warrior Princess for just one episode. That's crazy. Right. I expect them to have her in at least five episodes of the first run of the season. 
that would be ideal. I say three before the mid-season break. I'm just putting that out there. Okay. So we'll see. I also think Bobby will not be more than a recurring character. I think she'll show up a couple, a few times, maybe five during the entire season. I oh, don't no, think that no, makes no. sense. She, she, I, I, let me, I will save it when we get to, when we get to the press stuff. Um, but uh, but they also announced some more characters. Who else did they announce, Nikki? They, uh, well, they announced Lance Hunter, Lance who Hunter. is from. Who is from the comics, played by a guy with an actual superhero name, Nick Blood. Nick, Bl- Nick Blood <laughs> is playing Lance. Why don't you just rename the character Nick Blood? Because that's like the coolest comic book name yeah. you can think of. He's going to um, assist the Shield agents. Uh, he's, he's a member of Strike, yeah, which is did, like the European did, form of Shield. We did see Strike in uh, Winter Soldier, I believe. We did briefly, and a lot of people probably missed it because they don't know that Strike exists. But he's mostly tied to the Captain Britain, Captain Britain character in the comics. Um, but he's also, you know, he's just this really cool, really manipulative kind of guy. But he's also on the side of good. So um, he's he's going to he's he's gonna gonna kind of go head to head with uh, Nick Fury. He does in the comics sometimes. So. Yes, and uh, who else do we have joined the show? Uh, well, one of the uh, cool bad guys from Hydra, the Kraken, played by Reed Diamond, who I'm excited to see because I love him. Um, <clears throat> and he is like this, a, he's a member of Hydra. He's super, super manipulative. He like ran this orphanage for young girls in the comics, and it's basically was kind of like a black widow program where he was trying to find, um, he was trying to train girls who could be the ultimate weapon, the ultimate secret agent. And one of those, the one who was left at the end of all the training was someone we know as Madam Hydra, who is also known as Viper. So this is a guy who trained Viper and he is just, he's really good at like sussing out, what you want and what you can do and manipulating every situation and every human being that comes around him. And he's got this cool, just this costume. That's just so amazing. Yeah. I like his helmet a lot. <laughs> yeah. Has he been his hel- in the animated shows? Any t- I-, I think I've seen him somewhere. I, he wasn't in Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Um, he might, I haven't watched all of the Avengers assemble. So, um, he might have showed up in that. Um, I know him strictly from the comics. Um, so I th- he's a really cool character with deep, deep ties to Hydra. And it kind of surprises me that um, they're not going to use him on Agent Carter it, because he's such a cool villain. But then again, he is a more modern version of Hydra. Yeah. We made and at one point, of him, or two of him and Agent Carter. Oh, by the way, right. can we go back to Agent Carter for just a quick second? Because I yeah. forgot to mention some major details. So even though we don't have major spoilers about the show, it's too um, early. It's too early, but we do know who's going to direct the first couple of episodes. Luis the Esposito. Yay! Luis the Esposito will direct the first episode, the pilot. But then for episode two and three, drum roll, please. Nikki? Da, 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 da. The Captain America, the Winter Soldier directors, the Russo brothers will be directing episode two Woo-hoo! and three. And 
So, and like I knew this was gonna happen. I I I expected this for for myself and a couple of friends off the podcast, but it was confirmed that Joe Johnston is gonna direct really? episode four. Awesome! Oh, that's so awesome. He he directed a really great that Captain America: First Avenger was such a great movie, and I think he really pe- made Peggy Carter you know very important to the whole world and i really loved how he he made it well he focused on her a lot as opposed to just her relationship with steve so i'm excited i'm so excited for that are you are you crying right now no okay you sound a little bit tearful uh but no i have allergies sh- oh sorry i'm, I'm sorry but the summer's okay. almost over but uh but yeah okay so we know okay um isabel harley Lance Hunter, uh, Dan Withhall, aka the Kraken. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Bobby. that Pat, yeah, Bobby, Pat on will re- return to the show. As, Pat, yeah, as both Sam, Sam and Billy. Yeah, that's gonna be so awesome. He's uh, just amazing. We he, need to get him on the show because I just I've adored Pat Oswald. Well, I will. Well, let, let's see years. if we can make that happen this year. You know, I. I you know, it would be fun to it would be fun to interview some cast members on the podcast at some point. But they are they are so busy. That's the problem. Um, right. But those were all the Comic Con announcements that we had. Uh, but even though we we're still gonna stay on the t- subject of Comic Con for a c- couple more minutes, you know, actually for a long time. You know, this is a big post Comic Con episode. Uh, I do want to jump till you know for, to, till I want to make some step forward now till a few weeks ago because we've had some more announcements. Yes. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce this name, but Simon Cassianides will be, has been cast in the role of Bakshi, uh, and who's, he's going to be in a recurring character. And Deadline broke the news uh, on July 29th, which was actually after Comic Con. Um, it was actually when I got home. Interesting. Uh, let me pull up the article for a second. It says that a confident right hand man who's not afraid to do the dirty work. And he, and it's a, it's an amazing recurring role according to Deadline, and um, yeah, that's all we know. Uh, and then um, we're gonna see uh, it's a minor character from the comic books, but it's someone people will recognize. I think Alfonso Mac McKenzie has joined the show. The character Alfonso Alfonso Mac McKenzie. He's gonna be played by. Henry Simmons, no relations to Fitz. Uh, I mean, Sim, Agent Simmons. Uh, the actor's name is Henry Simmons, and he's going to play Alfonso Mac McKenzie. And That's the character, awesome. the, the character description says, and I'm going to pull it up from. Uh, it was actually TV Line who broke the news first, but Marvel then announced it like I think the day after or something. Uh, and it's, he, he's from the comic book. Uh, he, he 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 first appeared in Nick Fury vs. Shield issue number three. And he's going to be, in the show, he's going to be a mechanic in his 30s, allying himself with Colson's team. And he's known from the TV show NYPD Blue. And um, and he was in Shark. And, uh, yeah. That's kind, and that's kind of cool. But, but, we have something perhaps even bigger. <laughs> no offense to these other actors, but I'm sorry, this is huge. Nikki, please, <laughs> please tell us, to, to anyone who doesn't know, 
I, I said it to you in the Skype chat because, you know, just to, you know, reference and so on. Who has joined the show? Oh, would you be referring to Agent Dale Cooper? Oh, I'm sorry. Kyle McLaughlin? Yes. And who <laughs> has he joined? And also, guys, spoiler alert. I'm so excited. Who is he playing? He's playing Sky's long lost daddy. <gasps> oh my god, it's amazing! Who we saw drippy, scabby briefly in the season, <laughs> season finale. I am so excited. You have no idea. I have loved that man. He is such a great actor. He was the perfect FBI agent on Twin Peaks, and that's where I first saw him. And I have followed him through. Everything he's done, I've watched, and the good, the bad, the ugly. He's such a great actor. I'm so excited. I am most uh, most familiar with him from (laughs) Desperate Housewives, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. And he played Orson, um, Bree's husband, and uh, he was a phenomenal character. He was funny. He was good in drama. He was really good in drama. He that's where it comes from. I mean, Twin Peaks. Was I, need to, I, I, need, I think I need to see, watch a couple of episodes. <gasps> you I do. I was born in 1983. How do you expect me to be able to see? See shows that were on before you were born. Because mm-hmm. we, we only had two seasons. Okay. Uh, I, I, was, I was a fan from day one. And that yeah, show, my big uh, sister, when I... When I <laughs> this is so funny. We were re-watching... Uh, this is so funny. We were uh, watching... Uh, Rewatching the season finale of Age of Shield, uh, on you know we you know we bought it on iTunes and so on, and we were talking about you know like, man I want to find out who's gonna play Sky's dad soon and so on and so on, uh, and <laughs> what happens like five minutes after we finish watching the episode, Stevie <laughs> Line br- breaks the news <laughs> that he's joined the show as Sky's father. I'm like, I'm like sis. Get over here! And she's, she's like, what is it? I'm like, look at this. And she she looks at the article. She's like, oh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> it's it was a phenomenal show. He was a fantastic character. And I know I've seen on Twitter people have been making like Dale. His character was Agent Dale Cooper of the FBI. And people have been making references to the show, like saying Coulson will make a damn fine cup of coffee, which is a quote from, you know, something that all Twin Peaks fans will understand. But I also have to say, I I welcomed him to the Marvel fan universe and just said, we'll be gentle with you. And I got a favorite from Pamela Blacklin. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I don't get excited when when celebrities tweet me, or unless it's Clark. because it will never, as much as he does it, it will never stop being like, oh, ooh, <laughs> kind of to me. Um, but yeah, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, Dale Coop, Agent Dale Cooper just, just favorited something I said, and so I was so excited. He's gonna be fantastic. You really should watch Twin Peaks. Um, it was a dramatic show. It was quirky. It was odd. It was very David Lynch because he created it, obviously. Um, and it was just, and it had its moments of humor. And he played this character of Dale Cooper so straight. I mean, pretty much nothing got to him. Like he he was un, he was like Coulson in a way. He was the unflappable agent. And Not unflappable. I, he's, no, he's unflappable. Unflappable is my favorite description of Coulson. Um, 
so I am so excited and I'm, I'm intrigued as to, you know, if he's going to be in a lot of makeup because of all the scabby, scabby, drippy blood stuff from the season finale. Well, we, and, we have one detail. I'm sorry for interrupting you. I just remember. No, no. Go for it. Okay. Uh, he's right now known as, uh, Doctor Who fans, calm down. He's known as, quote unquote, the doctor. But it's not going to be Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I just, it's just that the, the season seven opening credit has a TARDIS in it. You know, you know it opens up into the TARDIS. You know, when we get into right. the episode, but so um, but you know, we have a lot of you know. These are all the characters going to show up. The new characters we know so far that's going to show up in this season of Shield, right. and uh, it's you know, guys, I'm really, really excited. You know, I've. I've been a huge fan of Shield since day one. You know, I was there at the first Comic Con panel for for Age of Shield. I was I was able to see the pilot. Then I was able to talk about it for three months, which is kind of annoying. I was like, I want to talk about it with someone, but I couldn't because no one that I knew had seen it. Uh, and um, and then you know, g getting to be back at the Shield panel and Age Fire panel this year was fantastic. So you know, it's it's going to be a very fun season. I agree. I'm looking forward to this even more than I was looking forward to the first season because you know me and Mike Coulson. So I was beyond excited that he was back and now I'm just so even so much more excited to see what's going to happen now that we've got these characters that we care about uh, and we were starting to get to know. And I do, I have not yet seen anything confirming that my second favorite agent on the team is going to actually become a permanent part of the team. And I'm talking about Triplet. Uh, we, and let's, <laughs> let's get into this, some of those details because um, as you guys know, I was able to participate. <laughs> okay, Nikki, I can, I can hear your enthusiasm to calm down. <laughs> like, even though she's quiet, like, I can just hear she's uh, the, the, the table is shaking so because uh, I was able to participate in the, um, the Age of Shield and Agent Carter press junket, and um, as you've seen, I posted links to those articles. And also, guys, just so you know, free details. One, I was not a, a press member for the podcast. I was there for TV out of TV Remind.com, which is a fantastic website. We do a lot of reviews and we cover TV shows in depth and so on. Uh, it's fantastic. So make sure check it out. Uh, TVRemind.com. That's where I work. At, with uh, where I cover Age of Shield and Agent Carter. I'm gonna cover. All, I'm, I'm actually covering all the combo TV shows this season, which I'm very excited about to do. And uh, I got, you're going I'm, to be very busy. I'm gonna be very busy, and it's gonna be fun. And um, so yeah, and I was able to. But here's the thing. Okay, let me. Okay, Nikki, you know what? Uh, ask me anything you wanna know about the press junkets. What did Clark Gregg smell like? I can't when, smell. When you got to talk to him. I, I can't smell. I don't have, I don't know how to smell. Okay. What was he like to sit down next to and talk to? I actually sat, sat up, um, up, um, up, up, opposite him, you know, uh, uh, so he, I was not able to sit next to him. Um, 
But you know what? He, he and here's the thing. He was actually the last interview. He was actually the last person we got to talk to at that table because okay, I'm I'm gonna explain this from the beginning. So I I arrive at the the the, the press room for Shield and Agent Carter. I'm not gonna say where it was uh, because that's just how I am. Uh, and the thing is, like, we get there and like all of us, you know, the other you know reporters and me because I you know look, I'm not a reporter. I not, I don't get to call myself that yet because I I still have a lot of training to do. I may have to take some course and so on, so I, I'm just gonna refer myself to as a writer. Uh, me, the writer, and other, you know, then there were reporters that we were standing there, and I asked them, "What is going on? It's, it's, uh, it's this time now. We should, shouldn't we go in?" And they said, "Well, there's another press press gonna go right now, and it was for, for the new Batman movie, uh, Assault on Arkham, which I've seen, which is amazing, by the way." Um, mm -hmm. But so we stand there for like 20 minutes, and I asked publicists, like, "What is gonna happen with, um, you know?" If, if you know the later we ha the, the longer we have to wait it's going to affect our time uh, you know how long we can talk to these actors and producers and he said yeah probably you know i'm not sure uh, to be honest right now i think you can at least expect to have 3 minutes with each talent uh which is you know you have to be very quick you have to you know you have to be straightforward and so on you just you know keep asking questions and so on you know and um, so you know we wait and then we finally get in and, we, and I sat down at a table with other, uh, a, a, a nice group of journalists and so on uh, from other websites, and then we talk and so on. And, uh, we see the the, the 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 talent coming in, you know, the producers of Shield, Agent Carter, and the cast of Agent Shield, uh, and Haley Apple from Agent Carter. Uh, I'm so sad that she's the only cast member so far. Uh, and uh, the f yeah, so uh, Colson was uh, Clark Gregg was actually the first per the last person I got to talk to. Uh, the first people I got to talk to was actually Jeff Loeb and Jeffrey Bell, uh, who I got to sit next to. Uh, I got to sit next to Jeffrey Bell, who is like he is the coolest dude ever. I had nothing against Jeff Loeb, but like I got you know I bumped into him at the at the location later that weekend. I was like, "Hi, how you doing?" He was like, "Yeah, I'm doing great. Nice, nice meeting you yesterday." And um, um, here's what's the thing: I only got to ask like one question each to all of these talent, except for Marissa Tanchero and Jed Weiner, because. This is kind of funny. Like you're not gonna believe this, Nikki. The other people at the table, and I, you know, look, I'm, I'm not slamming or anything. Maybe they, you, you know, they they got starstruck or they didn't know what to ask and so on. But like, I was able to ask three questions because mm. I I just went in for it. You know, no one would say anything. I was like, you know, we have three minutes with these producers. Let's just ask them stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna go for it. So and also, I'm gonna these quotes. I'm gonna pull up. These are not exclusive interviews. These are part from a roundtable that you know anyone can use as transcript or whatever. I, all I did was I only used the things that I asked and the answers that I got and so on. Mm -hmm. So let's pull it up. Um, I'm pulling up the article right now. Uh, I asked them how they see the new shield that they're now forming with the director Colton and so on eventually affecting the, the movies in the later phase of the Marvel, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Jed Wiener replies with that our show is obviously very affected by the films, so we can only hope to have that effect in reverse direction. But right now, we we get to sort of make up what Shield is for the first time on our show, which is exciting. And Bruce Tetsuron said, uh, "Yeah, when we left last season of Shield, uh, when we left last season, Shield had completely fallen apart, and it's sort of up to us to define what the new Shield is. A struggle to build, rebuild it from scratch. It's very nice because it makes our characters true underdogs, and I think it'll be a fun way to root for them." Right at the outset of the season, 
and which was a very cool answer, you know, because I very because now like you know it, it's kind of shifting the stone. Like you know, first first it was Kevin Feige who basically got to decide what Shield was gonna be like in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> now it's up to these TV producers, which I think is amazing. Yeah, it is. He's he's given them a level of autonomy where, but he's all. But they also are still connected. I like that they've connected the the cinematic universe with the television universe because it makes the most sense and it doesn't confuse the fans. And they've been incredibly smart to do that and to keep everything connected. So you just it, the TV show will definitely affect how Shield is portrayed in future films maybe even Avengers Age of Ultron you know I'm just saying well, well um, they keep saying no but... yeah um, uh, I asked the, later the, next up uh, it was someone uh, someone asked a question and then, then I, I went in for it again because you know time was running out so I asked them aside from Kobe Smulders uh, coming back uh, what other familiar faces may we see in this season and we then was like they're all for grabs and Tanjiron went all of them. Well, I wouldn't say all of them are possible because they made it very clear for us that not all of them are possible. But some things that are familiar will come into play. That's all we can really say. And then I asked them, "What's the any clues to who Sky's dad might be? Is it something we, we we may have seen already?" And Tejo, she was open. She was open with this. She said, "You will find Sky's father in, uh, is this season pretty soon, actually." Uh, let me repeat it. Wait, you will find out who Sky's father is this season. Pretty soon, I would say. And she was not kidding. <laughs> no, she was not because, I, I, because he's already shooting. Yeah, because, I, because I thought... Posting photos. Because I was like... Uh, when she said pretty soon, I would say, I was like, well, I'm sure she's like... It, it might be like episode 11 or something like that. Like Because I... Like, someday when people say soon, like, it can be... You know, soon can be like, at least three or four episodes. But she was not kidding. And, um, yeah, and then I f asked a follow-up question, which was, you know, is it going to be done in a pace of how you did the clairvoyant, or is it going to be something that's going like, to have a faster pace this season? And, and uh, yeah, they said, you know, we're definitely going to see her father, you know, it's, it's a main part of the season and so on. Um, and, uh, yeah, I kind of, I, I don't know, it's, it was difficult asking this question to Jeffrey Bell and Jeff Loeb, especially Jeff Loeb, because he seemed like, really defensive when I asked this this question. Uh, I asked him, no offense him once again, but he had seemed a little bit like, hmm. Uh, I asked him, like, last season you guys, had, you guys had to line up so much with the moves and so on, but this you have some more freedom. Does it make it easy for you guys to make a season that is not too heavily dependent on what's coming with the movies? And he was like, I don't know if we were highly dependent on anything. We just told great stories, and so we're going to tell more of those. Well, they they were dependent. I mean, because of the events of Winter Soldier, the whole season changed. I mean, they even referenced Thor too. I mean, I mean, so I mean, they were kind of dependent on the events of those films. Yeah, I understand that comment. I was like, like, what did I insult him or anything, something like that? And Jeffrey Bell, he, like, he, who is the kindest guy I've ever met, I think, one of the kindest guys. And he says one of the things we couldn't say was the H word, which, which we knew we couldn't, we knew we couldn't say Hydra until episode seventeen. Um, right. That was the only sort of big secret that we were keeping, and the turn of Grand War behind that. The, uh, so the good news is that we have been completely blown apart. Everyone, everybody hates Shield. Uh, they, that they think are Hydra. We have no power now. Um, it provides a lot of opportunities for us to tell very different stories and put, and put people in different combinations. Uh, and and Loeb ended the 
thing with uh, we have a sort of wonderful opportunity to see director Colton now trying to figure out what is shield and really that's the question for all characters this season which is what will I become now that everything has been set up what will I become right. so I, I, I just I, I just got a weird vibe from Jeff Loeb I thought I, I, I made him upset or something like that he was like well I don't think we were dependent on anything I'm like I want to be straight with him and say look look at the ratings look at the crit critics and so on the first half was not well received. Right. Critically, yeah. Yeah. No offense to the show. Like, look, I love the show. I love the pilot. I actually like the first half a lot. But I do like the second half a lot better because we knew that it was leading up to something. We knew that now we're getting closer to April 4th, the release date of Captain America Winter Soldier, and so on. So I'm like, I don't, it was just so confusing. But Jeffrey Bell, he kind of made it easier for me. Like, he was like, he kind of understood that, you know, I wasn't trying to be insulting anything so he kind of gave a good answer you know kind of admitting that you know well you know we had this thing we couldn't do but until episode 17 and so on so right yeah. he, he sounds like he knew what you were getting at more than Loeb did and probably Jeff Loeb is how many times has he been questioned and how many times has he been interviewed so I mean it gets to a point I, I would think in that in his position where he's probably just really exhausted yeah uh, and Comic-Con is an exhausting place to be after you know i went for decade and a half before it got too insane so, so you just never know i didn't ask anything inappropriate do you think no not at all i think that was actually a really great question because it's something that we've all thought you know is this gonna you know how is this season gonna go we only have age of ultron to are we are we are we leading up to age of, will there be lead-ups um Tage Voltron, will S.H.I.E.L.D. be um, a part of it in any way, even though, you know, most of the... I mean, because Clint and Natasha are S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. I mean, does... I mean, how do they fit in? Do they know what's going on? And so you have questions. Do they know that Coulson's alive? Do they... Um, they obviously... Um, Natasha knows about Fury, but, I mean, what what do they know? What do the Avengers know? And how is this going to affect them not having shield? You know, so I think that was a really great question. So okay, I'm. Well, thank you. I I, I, felt, I felt bad about it, like afterwards. I was like, man, I just pissed. I, I just insult, possibly insulted the no. president of Marvel Television, who I I've looked up to him for years. I've loved him since Smallville and so on. And I read his comics. Um, I think you know he could you know lots of things could be a part of it. He's having a bad day. He didn't quite know how to respond to it. Um, he didn't quite get what you were going at, but it sounds like Jeffrey Bell absolutely understood the what you were asking, and maybe after, I mean, it seems like Jeff Loeb after, you know, that was pretty open and, and was a nice guy after that, so, to you, so... I don't know. It you know it all depends on you know his mood of the day. Yeah, he didn't seem like, he didn't seem pissed, but it seemed like that he kind of, he kind of seemed a little bit like like why would he ask this? Like why would he? Like... I I I would say well, why hasn't anyone asked it before? Um, and he somebody might have and he might have asked it in a way that was um, critical, and he was assuming that you were asking in a critical way as well. So you never know, I mean, just what's in people's minds. You just yeah. have to kind of take it as a, just, you know, 
take the good and dismiss the bad. Yeah. Well, okay. I, it makes me feel a little better now, actually, because I, okay. I got a bit, I got a bit nervous. So, um, but yeah, th those were the, the, those were the only roundtables I got to do at the Shield and a Agent Carter press circuit. Uh, I actually got to meet, um, the people behind Agent Carter as well as the beautiful Italian Haley Atwell, who, like, yes, I didn't get to sit next to Agent Director Colsa, but I got to sit next to Agent Carter. And well, she, she, that's, she that's a, pretty cool too. She she had a beautiful dress on. It was a be um, um, like a cool black dress. I felt it was really cool. Looked, looked really good on her, and she was you know she was beautiful. She was happy, and she was excited to talk about the show, and um, and yeah. So if you don't mind, if you would like to read the transcript uh, from our interviews, <laughs> you want me to read it as Agent Carter. Yes, I, that's that's why I did it. <laughs> okay, so are you going to ask me the question and then I answer it? Okay, oh, we can, we can we can do that. In, in, interview me, Andy. Interview me. Okay. Uh, okay. <coughs> okay. I will show you up my my somewhat journalistic uh, uh, talents. Okay. <clears throat> um. Let's see. So, what are you hoping to be able to do with your character now that you perhaps didn't get to do in the two first films? Well, I think the first two movies and the one shot, we got a taste of who she is. There was very little airtime to establish the character. So this is really the beginning of the adventures of who she is and many aspects of her life will be challenged and compromised. She will be put into a lot of high stakes situations where she has to reveal who she is and what she's capable of. So this is her beginning. Like an origin story? I suppose so, yeah. A development of who she is and what she has to go through. That was good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Uh, you know, and, and, and you know, I, 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 I do think she has a slightly better British accent than you, Nikki. No offense. Well, <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> well, that could be because she's slightly more British than I am. Yeah, we we just scared off uh, a beautiful dog <laughs> named Tiger slash Princess. Uh, Yes, when he's good, he responds to Princess. When he's bad, we call him Tiger. Uh, it's if there's if a car drives by the house, <laughs> he goes flipping nuts. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, and I also asked uh, the, um, the executive producer slash director of the pilot, Luz de Esposito. I'm so bad with names. Guys. I asked him uh, if we were to see the Howling Commanders, perhaps play a part in the show, like if we want to see them interact with Peggy Carter, and he said Howling Commandos, yeah, there's a possibility to bring in, they are part of the era and they are all alive, and they are back in the state, maybe not one or two of them, or two, but hopefully we'll see a few of them that sounds like a yes to me yeah, because like Tom Tom Dugan I think he's probably back in Ireland, but uh, what, yeah, where, where, where is he? He, he he needs to come back, what are you talking about <laughs> Well, maybe he went, you know, he went home, but, you know, it's very possible because he was a Howling Commando, but you love, never know. I, love, I love so the, much. I love the Howling Commandos. I'm so glad we have, I'm so glad we have Triplet. I hope we have Triplet. Yes. And, okay. And here's the thing. I, I've heard from, you know, they said in other uh, roundtables and so on that they, 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 they mentioned, they mentioned him and said he's going to be back for sure. So don't worry. Mm. 
that last image you had, like when the the door of the bus opens and you had Sky and Simmons and May and Triplet all kind of backing up Colson. That was like, that's the team. That's the team. That is the team. With, you know, because Fitz is out, has owies. He's not there. <laughs> he has the owies. It's how, it's how, <laughs> it's how I deal with my emotions over Fitz. I'm, so he just I has an owie. Like- uh, I bumped into him after, uh, not after the interview, the next day, because I was doing other press junkets then, but like, I, I did b- b- bump into him, and like, you should have seen me, I was like, hey Fitz, he's like, hi Matt, <laughs> he's like, hi Matt, how's it going? I'm like, I said hi Fitz, oh my <laughs> god, I said Fitz! <laughs> uh, I also talked, I, I did talk to the actors too, if you want to read those quotes. Okay, oh, do I get to read Clark? Yes, you get to read Clark too. Okay, so the question was, what is your theme this season compared to last season for Director Coulson? Clark Gregg, trust no one, which is very kind of odd because his last movie was called Trust Me. Uh, Trust no one, rebuilding new friends and old, new enemies, and old is what it seems like. But what we know is that he has been made the head of an organization that does not, not, that not only doesn't exist anymore, but it on everybody, everybody's most wanted list. They're kind of on the run while at the same time trying to rebuild a mechanism that can protect the world from very evil threats like Hydra. And from very Okay, I read that right. That's <laughs> a like Hydra that is still out there. So with their limited resources, that means kind of brash knuckles, espionage with old school way, and he has to put together a team that is bigger than just the team he's been working with. Yeah, uh, he got a great. That was a great quote from him. And I will you tell did. you this, Nikki. And this is this. Is my, you know, because this was the last table. You know, they ha- like they had to, like they had to run out of the table, out of the room. Basically, Cantar table. That's the only question that was asked at the round table because they time ran out. Yeah. So you got the last quote. I got the last quote. And you got a picture with him, and I'm very yes. I I did take a photo with him. Uh, you know, I asked politely, "Can I take a photo with you?" And yet I was like, I asked. Then I asked like one of the publicists, "They're like, can you take it for me?" He's like, "You know, a selfie. You're supposed to take the selfie." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm horrible with selfies. Leave me alone. <laughs> say you're too nervous because you're standing next to Agent Coulson. No, Director Coulson. Dur- I still always be Agent I know, Coulson. I know, I know. I'm kidding. I uh, want to read the next quotes. Okay, so f- this is with Fitzsimmons. Well, it's with Elizabeth Henstridge. Because Fitz, Do I... he, he wouldn't say anything. Yeah, he's he's very shy, apparently. No, he's not really shy, but like one of my friends who interviewed... Uh, when, he, when he was at Paley Fest and interviewed um, the, the, um, the cast and the crew of Age of S.H.I.E.L.D., he pointed out that, no, the guy isn't shy, but he's not allowed to say basically anything because there's, like, he's, there's so much about his character he can't say. Uh, okay, because he's he's not on social media a lot, and I know they've that the cast have begged him to do live tweeting with the episodes and stuff, and he just doesn't like technology or that's what yet, I heard. Yet he's playing a character. <laughs> yet he's the technical genius of the yeah. group. He's created all these the night night gun and all these amazing technological like breakthroughs. Yeah. So what was so the question? My, 
Okay, so both Fitz and Simmons went through so much this past season, and they were the comedic characters of the show. But now after this whole first year, is it going to haunt both those characters and change them a bit and put some weight on them? Elizabeth Hunstridge replied, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, that's the worst British accent ever. So. <laughs> that was like New York uh, call girl. Um, keep going, keep going. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. I think we definitely started out as the comedic relief and sort of coming in here and there with the funny scientific things, which is great and really fun to play. As the season has gone on, I think Fitzsimmons has become more integral to the team and have gone through some stuff. Now they've gone through this near-death experience together. Things are definitely going to get darker. and We are now on an hour later, so that allows us to explore a bit more of the dark. That was good. And yeah, he he was just nodding. And like he he was like, yeah, I concur. So I was like, yeah, maybe, I'm not going to... Maybe he doesn't like to be interviewed. I don't know. He likes to be interviewed. It's just that he... Like, this time, he couldn't say anything. Right. He's got... He's There's a lot of secrets going on. And what's the last quote? Okay. We have Miss Chloe Bennett, who play, who portrays Sky, no last name. Uh, but, maybe... he, but, but I will tell you guys this, that Brett Dalton, he was there. He was at the table, but she... Yeah, she... She took. She like he. Like, she would let. She would let him talk, but I think he. Could, but he couldn't say anything like Fitz. So right. What did he? What did she say? What did? What did I? What did I ask? And what did she say? On the subject of Skyward, despite that Agent Ward betrayed you and the team, and they get back. Can they get back together? Could they be drawn back to each other? Even though you were one of the good guys and he's one of the bad guys, Chloe Bennett responds, "Yes, I do. I do think Skyward should happen." I think that he deep, deep, deep down is a good guy. I think he was manipulated by Garrett this season and is going to and is going to, to all about finding out who you are for Ward. And then I think for me, it's going to be about finding who Sky is in another whole way of literally finding out who she is, who her parents are, where does she come from. And she's a little bit more badass this year, which is kind of cool. She'll be training with May. We're going to see a little bit of influence in her and has influenced her haircut a little bit, as you can see. So it's going to be a good year. Yeah, she pointed to her hair, hair when it happened. And uh, I, um, I, and I, I just said, you know, it looks good. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, um, that was it. Uh, but, you know, it was, look, it was enough for me. Like, it was, it, that was just amazing enough for me. Like, it was, Getting to sit there and talk to some of my favorite talents that I follow every, you know, every week on Tuesday nights on ABC, and um, you know, they are amazing. They are, and I'm so proud of you, and I'm so glad that you got in there and you got to to do something that you've worked really hard to do. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I um I'm sorry for all the secrecy you guys you know before you know Comic Con happened and so on. It's just that I wasn't able to really say much uh, what was going on because it, it, I'm not supposed to do that apparently. Uh, I don't know. Um, but but yeah, it was a lot of fun and it was a huge honor. I want to thank ABC for letting TV Remind represent and be there and talk to the cast and crew of these two shows. And uh, remember that Age of Shield will, will be back for its second season on Tuesday on the new time slot at 9, 8, 7 central. 
starting on September 23rd, and Adrian Carter will debut during Shield's first hiatus, um, which will uh, be during January and February. So yeah, that's when Adrian Carter will begin. Yay! Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's I and I think that's all our TV coverage. Uh, yeah. Uh, for Comic Con, we do have some. Um, I don't know some small indie movies for Marvel. I think. <laughs> yeah, just this really small, low-budget sleeper. Yeah, call Avengers: Age of Ultron. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I wasn't actually able to be there to co- uh, to see the panel. And so it was the first year since I started going to Comic Con where I wasn't at Hall H. Well, I mean, I remember when they were building Hall H. So we were all Ballroom Twenty was the biggest room. Um, a time it's when gotten, Ballroom 20 was the biggest room. That it's just cute. become so huge and so mammoth. And, I mean, there's things there that aren't even, like, remotely related now to comics. It's just become a media convention. And, I mean, Paul H. just fills up, I mean, for the biggest this venue. This was it, crazy because of the new system and so on. And the reason why, that, look, I could have lined up if I wanted to. But the thing was that the, you know on Saturday I was gonna do the Chris Jenkins for Arrow and the Flash, which you know you can all those interviews, including the Shield and Agent Carter interviews, are up on TV Remind. I don't want to plug myself, but you know if you know if anyone is interested, you can head over to TV Remind. You can check it out. Uh, so I couldn't line up. I had to I, I had to wake up early and I had to you know take a shower and I had to pre- prepare my questions and so on and go to the location. So that's why I couldn't do Hall H. But you know, I, I was able to follow it on Twitter and so on. And uh, what what happened? <laughs> uh, Robert Daddy Jr. threw roses to the audience. Oh my God! I wanted a rose. I was I, I just wanted to do me. I mean, I mean, I just. Mm. And congratulations that, 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 to Robert it's... and Susan. They're having a little girl this year. Aww. Yeah, in November. November. And he is now joined. He. He, if you don't know, he is on Twitter, as so is Jeremy Renner now, as of last week. I just want to see this, the war between Steven and Mel and Jeremy Renner begin. <laughs> there is no war. Hawkeye <laughs> <laughs> will always Arrow be. wins. Well, I'm really torn on this because my favorite male DC character since I was a kid is Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. And my favorite Avenger is Hawkeye. So... I'm very torn. Um, I like Hawkeye's, you know, you know his costume now better than I like uh, Arrows. But um, I, I, I think Stephen Amell does a great service to Green Arrow, and I'm glad I finally got to watch it. Yes. But what happened at the Marvel movie panel? I wasn't there. But did you read a recap? I read read some of them. Yeah, and there, so, wasn't, there wasn't a lot of things. There was they they showed a trailer, which I haven't been able to see, and uh, they they yeah, Thanos basically showed up. Yeah, Thanos showed up at. I mean, he showed actually with the fist. Um, Josh Brolin showed up at the, the panel, and I don't know. Was he at Guardians? I don't. Was he at the Guardians panel? There wasn't a Guardians panel. You're kidding me. What? Not a not this year. <gasps> it's the it was out the next week. Yeah, but that, but that's why the, you know it costs them money, yo. Well, I know it costs money to get. You you, you think that they would have a Guardians panel, but 
Um, they had it last year. Eesh, and also, when you, I, I feel that when you're getting so close to a release, op, you know, opening, um, at, you know, the next week, I don't think there is, you know, the promotion has already been done. The trailers are already out. There's nothing else they can do. Well, it was already released in the UK, so they might have all still been over there. But still, I think they missed an opportunity. Um, well, they had, you know, but, they had to, you know, the thing was they had to focus a bit more on Admin this year because Admin, you know, not a lot of people are, you know, some people are mixed about Admin right now. Well, I think it's been so long that we've been hearing about Ant Man. I mean, we've even before Avengers, we were hearing about Ant Man. Um, so, and I think losing, uh, Edgar is really affected a lot of people's, um, passion for the film. So I think we just, <clears throat> once, now that they're shooting, now that they have the cast, now that they have a new writer and a director, and it seems to be moving forward a lot faster, I think more people will jump back on board. Um, I did love seeing the footage of, uh, Paul Rudd being interviewed and Mark Ruffalo walking behind him mouthing, is that Paul Rudd? Oh my God. <laughs> he looked like he, th he looked like he was the most starstruck person in the world. And I'm trying to, I've been racking my brain. When have, have they ever worked together? But apparently Mark Ruffalo is a big Paul Rudd fan. And as, well, maybe that's know, why, because they haven't been able to work together. Do you know, he's maybe a huge fan. He's like, I want to work with him. Well, Paul, Paul Rudd is a really fantastic actor, and I think a lot of people forget that because he's become mostly known for these kind of comedies like Anchorman and uh, The 40-Year-Old Virgin and stuff like that. And but he's friends. actually... Friends. Uh, he's actually... Phoebe! A, actually, <laughs> he went together with Phoebe! It still doesn't make Prince, sense to me! Prince, Princess Consuela Banana Hammock to you. Um, Banana Hammock? <laughs> that's what her name is. <laughs> But I he's actually <laughs> a class. He's a classically trained actor, and he's done Shakespeare, and he does some really beautiful dramatic work. So I think people are like, "Oh, great, we're gonna get that creepy kind of guy from Anchorman." Okay. And I'm oh, like, if, if "No, you don't understand." Creepy, those people could go shut the f up. I love creepy? his character. Well, his character, his character in Anchorman is kind of creepy, stocky. Oh, but, okay, but guys, guys, ladies and gentlemen, who thinks about things that? It's a character in a movie. Right. Get it he for plays, your heads. He plays it really, really well. Um, he's he's kind of, you know, role models in uh, This is 40. He's He plays these really comedic roles, and he does it brilliantly, but people don't understand. He also does drama even more brilliantly than he does comedy. So I'm really hoping that uh, people will... Will flock back and give yeah. him a chance. I think he's going to be a great Scott Lang. Um, and I do hope that he released the cop, the, the little teaser footage they they showed at Comic Con. I think you know we, you know this this this. I look. I haven't lost faith in Marvel, but I have lost some faith in um, in Ant Man. So I do, mm -hmm. I would like to see something um, soon, honestly. Uh, but you know there will probably be set photos and you know all right. That. And you know now that we have a script and you know we're rewriting the script and well, it's it's, it's going to take well it's going to take more time to get everything realigned because they had it set up for Edgar and so it's going to take a little time. But I think they're shooting it now and I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a great film. Ant Man is a great character. Um, I I love. 
uh, Hank Pym, um, even though he's not going to be Ant-Man in this. I love the character of Hank Pym, and I'm a huge fan of the Wasp, so I'm kind of intrigued as to Evangeline Lilly. Uh, if, not playing she, the Wasp, exactly. Right, I, but she, she might be playing, like, a Wasp-like character, like someone who has the same... Well, didn't you who, hear what happened? Uh, apparently, if, if I've been... If I sort of are correct, and uh, I've seen on the internet and so on, apparently Janet... She's died. She's died. And I'm like, oh, crap. And I, but I know Hank, you're a huge fan of hers. I was like, oh, crap. Nikki's going to blow over this. This is not good. This is not good. Why did um, they kill her off? Well, they've made Hank older. They made yeah, so, well. so it makes, you know, Janet would be older. And she died in a lab experiment, apparently. And that makes sense because that's a lot of bad stuff happens to superheroes in lab experiments. For example, the uh, lab. <laughs> But what they're thinking, and you know, I was talking to my best friend James about this, who is like Mr. Comic Book. Um, we're thinking that Evangeline Lilly will be connected in a way like she will have her DNA affected by the Pym particle, just like Janet was. Sorry. And she will become, become the new wasp. Sorry. The Pym particle. Yeah, it's kind of a silly. Stop saying. <laughs> Pym particle, Pym particle. <laughs> Well, you know Stan Lee likes the alliterative uh, name. I know, but it's just that the first Pim time particle. I heard it, I was like, wait, they're called Pim Particles? I'm Pim like, Particles. I was like, you don't, you and Dan doesn't, do, do not know this, but I was on the floor laughing my ass off. I was like, <laughs> Pim Particles? <laughs> stop, stop it. So, so it's possible that her character will become the new Wasp, like a new which version of the Wasp, with. which I'm fine with because she is one of the two actresses I could actually, I'm actually very comfortable playing my favorite female Marvel character. She's effing Evangeline Lily. She's, oh my God, she's yeah. amazing. Right, and I could, she's, she's per, she fits my vision and of the comic book Wasp, even though she's not playing Janet. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm, oh, I'm set. Damn it, Janet. Um, Damn it, Janet. I just actually... Janet. Scott. Brad. Brad. Sorry, I actually Rocky. used to be... <laughs> I actually used to perform in Rocky Horror, so... Um, Vicky. Yeah, <laughs> Andy. Dad. Dad is good. Tiger. <laughs> oh, he just looked at me. <laughs> oh, now he's coming over. He's coming over. He wants a he wants pets because he always whenever I call him princess, he wants he comes over and wants pets. Okay, go away. Go, go, oh God, he's not going away. He's crawling all over my books. Okay, that does not look like a comfortable position, dog. So the mascot of Helicarrier, the yeah. dumbest dog in the world, no, Princess shut, Tiger. No, you don't say dumbest dog. What's wrong with you? He's dumb. No, he's not. He's if, my dog, and I'm telling you, he's dumb. If you don't want him anymore, I can take him. I no. Take... I have always had dumb dogs. Hey, look, look. To you, he... Are you a dumb boy, huh? Are you a dumb boy, Princess? Okay, yes, Nikki, you are. Nikki, I'm going to send you a photo that's going to break your heart, because this is the truth about dogs. That, you know, that... It's um, from a, it's an amazing Twitter account. This has nothing to do with Marvel stuff. But, you know, we're kind of on a tangent, so it's kind of funny. But, you know, um, uh, it's it's from um, it's from uh, an account called Cute Emergency. Um, and, like, I saw this photo and I cried 
for like like I cr I cried a lot because this is true because I I love animals, uh, like I love dogs especially. So Nikki, look at this photo, and you're gonna like I'm sending it to you right now, and you're gonna cry mm -hmm. when you see this because this. Is I true. love dogs. I've always yeah. had dogs. Yeah, look, look at it. Look at it, and read it out loud for our listeners. Read it out loud what it says. He might only be there here for part of your life, but for him, you are his whole life. And it's a it's, it's a adorable dog. Who kind of looks like Tiger, Princess Tiger. Yeah, and it's like a birthday cake in front of him. Like, so yeah. I will. No, never... I, I love dogs. My last dog, Lucky, was the dumbest dog on the planet. Stop but sweeter. Dumb! But he was sweet as pie. I mean, and Tiger's not bright. I mean, this is a, not just me. This is pretty much everybody who knows him. But he's not know. bright. He's not smart. Okay, and, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't say in front of him because look, they don't know. They, they do apprehend somewhat of our language. Yes, they get sit and stay and roll over and outside and leash, which just made him but, go but, nuts. But, but 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 they don't get what they don't have a concept of what dumb is. But it's you, not a it's not a concept them, they, when they when you yell at them. <laughs> oh, that's my. why I say it in such a nice voice, huh, dummy? Oh, you princess dog! He is loving it. He's he his is tail is wagging. He's the cold, so He's the shield dog. He's he, no. He's no. He just bark at everybody and then roll over to be pet on his tummy. He's a dumb dog. Aren't you? Okay, okay. Let we need to we need to move on. He yes. would he would bark at Ward. He would cuddle with uh, Colsa. He he will he will allow the ladies to pet him forever, and he would be like Fitz. And he would do stuff to Fitz's leg, that I cannot discuss on tel on air. All right, we're because apparently we're we're freaking effing family show. Yeah, he would he would do nasty things to his leg, because he oh, likes nasty, boys. Nasty, nasty little things. Okay, sorry, but that, was, that wasn't a good British accent. Uh, I love when you were impersonating Elizabeth Hinstridge. I'm like, because yeah, she has. In a, oh, she's so <laughs> lovely, and she. I was I was starting to stutter during the interview. Like you know, I I was trying like I actually lost my the words I'm gonna say and I was like I, I, did, I didn't want to say like make them darker but you know and she was actually the one who came up with put some weight on them I was like yes exactly exactly thank you <laughs> because I, I was like what am I looking for like why did I say darker um, I don't know oh by the way during the round table someone a, a, a reporter was asking Fitz a question and his iPhone like he used as a recorder it's a ringing, and, and Ian he just picked it up. He was like, "Hello." <laughs> I think I have it on video. I I could perhaps release it. It's kind of hilarious. Oh. Um. But yeah. So we, we you know, not a lot. You know, a lot of people have complained about the lack of like big Marvel announcements this year. And I I will say here's here are my nitpicks about Comic Con for Marvel. First of all. Why the hell did we not get anything for the TV shows, the Netflix shows? I know it's still next year, but you could have released an image of Daredevil. They might not have anything yet. They, they mean they just—they're shooting right now. Well, I don't know. You have to talk to Netflix. Maybe yes, Netflix okay, okay, has a. Okay, hey Netflix. Oh, there he goes again. I Anyway, 
Um, so I wasn't disappointed with that. I was disappointed that they did announce Guardians of the, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. Even before the first one was out, they had a second one and the date planned. But, but that's because that's how they roll. They see you rolling. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that James Gunn is going to be back in yeah. charge because it's, it's kind of rare for Marvel to work with the same director twice. Well, John Favreau. And Joss. And Joss. And, um... Now, now James and, Gunn. And now also the, the Anthony and Joe Russo brothers. The Anthony and Joe Russo brothers. <laughs> well, they're doing, yeah, they're going to be doing Agent Carter. That's so, true. But yeah, but... <laughs> on, on July 28th, 2017, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 will be out. And, uh, and yeah, even though Dan isn't here right now, we're going to take a few minutes now just to say our overall thoughts about, our overall sophisticated thoughts about Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll start off first. Holy effing crap, it was amazing! It was one of the best movies of the year. Not comic book related, just any movies. It was. It had everything. It was so well done. It was amazing. Oh my god, I've seen it twice and I want to see it again. Yeah, and you know, as soon as that is available again, we will get together and record the episode. So yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen it yet... The- First of all, what the effing is going on with you if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy yet? Who hasn't seen it yet? I mean, come on. I know people who don't even like comic book movies who went, to, who went and saw it and loved it. That's what I liked about it is you didn't have to be a fan of the comic to love the movie. Whereas I think a lot of times when they when people make movies based on comics or TV shows, you kind they kind of assume that people know a little bit more than they probably do. Um, yeah. But I think it's when you're successful, which is I think Marvel is brilliant at, is that you don't have to know the comics to under to get what's a, what's special about these characters. And with Avengers, I think with it, the same thing with Avengers, you didn't have to know the origins of all these characters. You you it Marvel set it up in a way that you got everything you needed to get, and you knew enough. You knew what you needed to know to truly enjoy it. And I think with Guardians, it's the same thing. I know a lot of people who didn't even know Guardians was a comic book. Um, I only recently started reading Guardians about two years ago. Um, And I've gone back to read the older comics. And it's just, you know, and I hope that these films bring more attention to comics and get more people reading them. Because these it's a really great medium. Uh, to write in and to be an artist and um, there's some amazing storytelling going on and a lot of people aren't aware because they don't understand or read comics so I think these movies are doing an amazing job promoting comic books so yeah it was it was a phenomenal movie oh my god and And that final and that ending uh the after credits. Yeah, we can't. You know, no spoilers. Yes, yes. I know, but that just cracked me up. I was like, how many people are even aware <laughs> of what's going on? Um, but I did love. The, one of my favorite parts was the collector, his lair, and seeing Cosmo, the Russian space dog, in there. I just that I that just made me laugh. That I was just. That and seeing the dark elf, I was like, he has a dark elf. Oh. Yes, yes. Oh my god. 
And I was just, I wish we could have spent more time in there because I wanted to see everything. I was like, is that really, you know, Warlock over there? Is that really this? Is that really that? The only this... thing I was disappointed about the movie was that it was only two hours. Yeah, it, it could have gone another half hour and I would have been perfectly happy. Uh, hope, hopefully, um, we will get a uh, director's cut. Yeah. Oh, I hope so, because, I mean, I'm hoping there's more Rocket, because Rocket has been my favorite Guardian since I started reading them, and you got to love a machine gun-wielding criminal raccoon. So, um, and I, I really fell in love with Groot. I thought they did such a great job humanizing a tree. So, <laughs> the eyes, it was his eyes, oh my god. It was so, was, was that really Vin Diesel's eyes? No, those are not Vin Diesel's eyes. That was okay. his voice, though. And you yeah, don't have I any know. time. He had to say, I am Groot. I guess he had to say it like over a thousand times. I am Groot. Well, so I thought it was... Better than 11%. Well, it was like, he's... he. They were like the Han and Chewie, you know, yes. of the movie. Because only know... Rocket understood the intonations of Groot. So when he was saying, I am Groot, Rocket knew exactly what he meant. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like Han and Chewie, except Han's the furry one in this. And there's actually artwork out of Rocket and, and Groot as Han and Chewie, so. And I love it. But, yeah, once that is more available, we will do an episode about Guardians of the Galaxy for sure. Uh, maybe even have some more fan response. You know, more, you know, we will, you know tweet us your thoughts about Guardians of the Galaxy. We will, we will use some of them. Um, because we, we, we will definitely cover Guardians of the Galaxy and actually speculate how we think Guardians of the Galaxy will potentially affect S.H.I.E.L.D. this season. Because oh. I do want to see, I do hope we will see a Kree or two, or you know, something well, connected. Well, there was some talk today, apparently, that an arm was seen on the set of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We will talk about that more. <laughs> I am. I, I need to investigate this. Uh, but uh, I think um, we have all the details now we have from Comic Con about Agent Carter, Agent Shield, what characters are going to come, what actors have been have been cast for these roles. Mockingbird still been cast, I think. Or you know what? You know what's going to happen when I release this episode? Two minutes before I release this episode, some owl is going to announce that, oh, this actress is going to play Mockingbird before I release the episode. I'm going to be like, damn it. Well, I can tell you right now, it's they haven't asked me yet. So. Well, they haven't asked me either. Um, well, I don't but... think you fit into the suit. It's, okay. Uh, because my... you're you're tall and she's very. But uh, you know, and maybe we can talk about this more in our Mockingbird episode later this season. Yeah. Later this, yeah. Not this season, because we, I don't know what season this is right now. This is good. we're still doing all our episodes as special edition episodes, so. Uh, it's kind of like 1.5 and so on, like leading up yeah. to season two. Um, but you know, I think there's, I think we're gonna wrap up our Comic Con discussion and you know everything that we have. But there, there is one thing I want to do, and it's, I, guys, I know it's been a sad week. It's been a t difficult week for all of us. But I feel like, you know, we, you know, we do cover a television show that is part of ABC that is owned by Disney, and so and you know we. You know, one actor that has always that I've always been associated with from from this. You know, it's like regardless, whatever. To me, you know, we had a sad loss this year. We lost Robin Williams. Uh, he committed suicide. 
and uh, we had some details coming up today on uh, Thursday, August fourteenth, and I'm, and I, you know, we, you know, we had, a, you know, this wasn't on our, in our, just, you know, in our discussion plan and so on for this episode. But I feel like, you know, yeah, I, you know, I, th- I want to do something for him. So, um, it's it's a horrible loss. It's, it's, it's devastating. Yeah, like the I, world is a lot less bright for me. Yeah, and I'm so I know this is difficult to talk about. So you know, I will I will keep this short as zone, but it's you know it's difficult for all of us. You know, it's horrible what happened, and uh, he is like, if not if not the definition of com, you know, entertainment. Like he is one of the defining voices of the, of entertainment to me. Like he, like I was five years old when I saw Aladdin, and he, you know, he's always gonna be a genie to me. Like I thought, I've seen him as Starfire, I've seen lots of his movies, uh, but to me, he is genie. And um, you know, Nikki and I, we were talking about this uh, off air a few days ago. We were talking about how horrible it was, and um, and uh, you know, we. You know we're gonna miss them. You know it's uh, you know I, I can't imagine what the family is going through right now, and <coughs> and his friends, and um, you know I all we can say is we, on all of us from all of us here on the cross the airwaves uh, and helicopter pockets, all of our pockets. So you know all of us were big fans of well we are big fans of Robin Williams. You know his legacy will live on forever, and um. But all, from on behalf of all of us here, we want to express our deepest condolences to the whole Williams family and all his friends, and that we're gonna miss him. And wherever he may be, we hope he rests in peace. And um, you know, he touched our lives with his with his smile and his acting. Yeah. And. Um, Rest in peace. We'll miss you, Robin. And thank you. Yeah. I'm so sorry I'm putting through, I'm putting you through this, Nikki. I, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm crying too. It's. It's just that there's never been a time in my life where he wasn't a part of my life in some way. You know, I don't remember life before he was Mork. You know, um, and he was on Happy Days and. He's just, he's always been there. He's like been a constant. I mean, I grew up just, I watch, I've seen every movie he's ever done. And he, I, and he was a brilliant comedian and just his dramatic work just blew me away. And I'm so glad he was recognized for the genius that he is, not just comedic, but acting. And, uh, and I'm just, as someone who also suffers from depression, I, I, I can understand, but, you know, just to everybody out there, if you think that you have, if, that you're feeling this way, please get, please talk to someone because we can't lose another one like we lost him. Yeah, we, yeah, we need to, yeah, we, like, if you... If you if you ha- if you feel like you wanna end this, like don't do it. Get, you know, if you're no matter how old you are, ask a teacher or a friend or a parent or 
uncle, like, you know, there is help out there for you, for everyone who is thinking about ending their life, you know, like, our world is getting darker by the minute, and it's, you know, there's, you know, there are few things that we, we have that we can grasp, grasp onto in order to stay away from that darkness, um, but if you are having dark thoughts, talk to someone, um, get help. Uh, because there is m amazing professional help out there today. Uh, a lot of t you know professional therapists and psychologists and so on, and th their treatments. Uh, you know because you know it's you know I I can definitely relate a little bit to what Nikki's uh, has gone through a little bit, like you know when it comes to dark thoughts, but. Yeah, you know, we, end, we we began the show on a very high note and so on, and on a positive note and so on. But I felt we still needed to touch on the subject and so on because, you know, as podcasters, you know, we, you know, we we nerds, we 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 live for these things and so on, and, you know, like, like once one person once said, you know, it's sometimes it it looks like it's about it's it's it's, it's Everything is just impossible, yep. but it's not. There right. are there are a lot of people who care about you, and there's you know. Don't don't let it go, like you know just you know get you know talk to someone because yeah. e you know because when when someone like Robin Williams disappears, like and how and the effect that it has on the world. That's the fate that the, the friends that you have and the family that you have will go through. To them, their world is shattered. And I think it's been so wonderful of the family to come out and to thank the people and to encourage more laughter in the world in honor of him. And I think that that's something we all need to do is to make sure the laughter doesn't stop um, as tribute to him. And, um, you know, I, it's all, it's time to destigmatize depression. It's not something to be overlooked and it's not something to be scoffed at. It's, it's a very real disease that millions of Americans and people around the world go through. And it's because people are afraid to, to get treatment or afraid because of the stigma attached to the mental illness that we have cases like this. And it was revealed today that Robin was in the early stages of Parkinson's, um, which is a very debilitating and horrible disease. And so that sheds a little more light on maybe why he did what he did. But I, I, I echo his family and his daughter by saying, let's keep the laughter going. Let's honor him by spreading joy the way he loved to make people happy. And um, that's what I hope to do is to just live as joyfully and with as much laughter as possible. Couldn't have said it any better. Um, actually, I could have said that because I'm not smart enough to come up with <laughs> if it makes me pause like that. Um. And, you know, there is, there's lots of help out there and there's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline 
And, you know, if you need to talk to someone, just call someone to talk to them. I mean, it helped me. And, you know, it is, it's, it's okay. You know, just talk to someone. So, and tell a joke today, tell a joke tomorrow, watch something funny, tell a funny story, just keep, keep his memory alive that way. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, one thing I, I you know, this was a long episode, uh, you know, and it's, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun on this episode, but you know, yes, we, we did, but we needed to touch on that because it's, well, he was part of ABC. You know, he Mark Mindy was ABC and Happy Days and yeah, and uh, it's you know uh, at Disney. Exactly, uh, exactly. He was part of Disney, and so and it's you know like like that, like that scene from Aladdin. <laughs> you are free. Yeah, that's this that somebody posted that, and I just lost it. So, Genie, you're free. You're free of all the pain. And now you can go and go be with Dijon Belushi and Gilda Radner and all those amazing comedians, actors who have gone before and come back to us in another form someday. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to that's gonna wrap our episode. Uh, you guys know where to find a podcast uh, on hellocarepodcast.com. That's the official new website of the podcast, and um, you can uh, you can find us on Twitter at Shield Radio, Facebook.com slash Helicare Podcast, and uh, I I just feel bad for plugging myself after this deep focus, you know, um, uh, you know, but you know it's you know for anyone who's listening for podcast for the first time, you know these are our website and so on, uh, so you know we we stay out of respect, of course, because you know. Oh, he he would understand. He plugged his stuff all over the place, so he's yeah. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to us on the Stitcher Radio on iTunes. Rate and review us. Let us know how we can improve the show and so on. Please, please write reviews on iTunes. Yes, uh, you know we could use some, but you know because we need to. Um, in order for us to know what what we can do to improve the show, uh, or if we do best with the show, uh, a review, you know. Of however many stars you want to give us, you know, uh, it helps. It also helps the podcast get more noticeable in the iTunes store. For anyone who, you know, because there are people who doesn't use Facebook and Twitter and so on. And, um, right. And, uh, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we go live every Monday night, 10 p.m. Miami time on the Mixed Radio Network. Jack, you are an angel for letting us be part of that. And thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. And, uh, yeah, Dan will hopefully be back soon. You know, he's been, you know, he's been doing some stuff and he's busy. Uh, it's been busy for all of us this summer. Um, and you know, you can find out all our other podcasts on thecrossovers.com. Uh, Nikki, where uh, tell us about your new your new Tumblr page? Um, Agent Colson's Army Tumblr.com. It's a place to share artwork, photos, uh, stories. Um, Anything you want about anything, Agent Coulson, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Marvel, and any Marvel properties. We post the uh, new comic books every week um, on Wednesday or Tuesday, depending on when I remember. And um, I really wanted people to start um, contributing and writing things. Um, right now, it's 
we you know we post articles, we reblog things, um, and we've written some, and there's been some original writing. Uh, so I really want to encourage that. Uh, if you have artwork you want us to show, just send me an email at Colson is my homeboy dot yahoo at yahoo, um, or just contact me on Twitter at iheartcolson. Uh, it's the kind of the main office for the Colson Army, and this is not just one person doing this. We have five founding members, and uh, we're all very passionate about Agent Colson and Agents of Shield. Um, so yeah, anything Marvel, if you want to write something, if you want to write fan fiction, anything, just just let us know and we'll we'll post it if we think it's appropriate. Um, we do have teenagers on uh, in the army who read their blog, so <laughs> we try to keep it family friendly. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been so much fun, and like I like I said earlier, lanyards are coming for the Colson Army, and badges will be designed soon by our graphic designer um so yeah just let us know and if you want to join the army you know everybody's welcome you just have to pass a very stringent lie detector test <laughs> so yeah. and... <laughs> consisting of one question yeah um so yeah this you know i'm going to record right now it's actually just about two hours so yep. uh, yeah you will have a lot lots to dig into on this episode uh, we'll be back as soon as we can with our Guardians of the Galaxy review and some other things we're doing uh, at leading up to the season premiere uh, of Season 2 of Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. which will kick off on Tuesday night, 8, 7 central, new time slot, Tuesday, September 23rd on ABC with Agent Carter kicking in uh, in January 2015. And it's 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 gonna be a marvelous fall for yeah. us. Uh, I I think that's the best pun I can ever do. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for sticking around. And you know we appreciate the support on Twitter and you know everything, uh, and on the podcast and so on. So keep it going, my fellow agents. And for our co-host Dan Schmidt, I'm Andrew Wacht. I'm Nikki Amy. And we'll see you next time on the Helicarrier. Carrier.